from the Diocese of Gallup. Welcome to Crozier Cast. This is uh, Suzanne Hammonds, Director of Communications for the Diocese of Gallup. And as always, with me is your host, Bishop James Wall. Bishop Wall, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing great, Suzanne. How are you doing? Excellent. And looking forward to Lent, which is our subject for this this week's episode. Um, because it's that time of year again. Lent falls this year on, a, on a Valentine's Day. It starts and then it ends on April Fool's Day, which is fill in your own joke there. But... Uh, today we wanted to talk a little bit about the season, uh, the, the right mindset for people to have during the season, um, how, to, how to go into it, how to maintain a, a good uh, Catholic mindset. So um, why don't we start off, could you give us just a basic overview, what, what is the Lenten season exactly? Sure, the Lenten season, it, it, uh, it starts on Ash Wednesday, as you mentioned, this is a little different this year, it's on um, St. Valentine's Day, which I believe even when... That's not on that day. I think that's actually the Feast of St. Cyril and Methodius or uh, a couple saints. And so Valentine's doesn't even actually make it onto the, the calendar. Um, some people have asked me, you know, can we give a dispensation? The simple answer is no. <laughs> and uh, what I would recommend that couples do is celebrate it a day early. Um, celebrate it on Fat Tuesday. That's a perfect day uh, to do that. And then on the next day, it's a, you know, it's a prayer of... Uh, day of fasting and abstinence, I think one a great gift that you can give uh, the one you love to your spouse is uh, by offering that day for your spouse's intentions. So I think that's a great way to, to celebrate that and, and also in a way to, to celebrate uh, St. Valentine's uh, feast day. So it begins on Ash Wednesday and it concludes uh, with the Mass of our Lord's Supper, which is on Holy Thursday. So it's 40 days of prayer and fasting, and we do it in imitation of our Lord. We know that, you know, after our Lord had experienced the three temptations, he was driven out into the desert um, for 40 days and 40 nights for prayer and fasting. And 40 days are important to us. We think about the flood for 40 days with Noah. We think about our Lord being driven into the desert for 40 days. We think about 40 days post-resurrection um, and to the ascension of our Lord into heaven. And so 40 days is also a very important day for, or a number for us. I think also what's interesting is that if you were to take uh, from Ash Wednesday all the way to the Holy Thursday and you were to count the days, you would find that there are actually more than 40 days. And the reason for that is that Sundays of Lent technically don't count. Um, if, we, if we abstain from something, if there's something we give up, technically that doesn't count. Now... I, I do talk to some of my bishop friends that say, you know, it's the feast of our, it's the day of our Lord, it's the day of the resurrection, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't, um, you know, abstain from things. But if we're abstaining from something, hopefully maybe to overcome a habit that we've we built up. So, for example, smoking. If we're abstaining from that, what I'd recommend is, you know, when Sundays come, just don't break out the cigarettes and smoke, smoke, smoke. You know, keep up with that, whatever you're abstaining. I'd abstain for something else, too, along with that. But, uh, yeah, so it's that 40 days. And in the 40 days, what we do is there are three basic tenets of Lent. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And so we can kind of expound on those and, 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 and talk a little bit more about that. But that, kind of in a nutshell, is the season of Lent. So uh, why don't we tackle that first one, then? Uh, prayer and 
you know, if we're if we're keeping a good record of our just everyday normal life, we should be praying every day. So what specifically is it about prayer in Lent that we should focus on? Well, I think what we do is we we look at our prayer life and we have to be honest with ourselves to say, you know, is it is it just something I'm fitting in whenever I have a chance or fitting in when I'm, you know, in between appointments or, you know, when I have nothing else to do, I'm bored, I'm like, oh, I think I'll pray. It's um but we, we have to be honest with ourselves, and we really want to look at our prayer life and to say, okay, is my prayer life good? Well, how can it increase? How can it be better? And um, so maybe one of the ways that we can increase it or, or make it a little better is by, um, if it's not a lot of contemplative, meditative prayer, prayer in which we just sit and, and listen to the voice of God, we think about Elijah encountering our Lord in the whisper, uh, maybe that's something that we can add to our prayer life, you know, to quiet ourselves and to listen to the voice of the Lord. And sometimes in our prayer we can get caught up with, uh, with a lot of our own words, whether it's, you know, mentally or whether it's, you know, verbally, and we can get caught up in our own words. But prayer itself is a holy conversation with God, and really um, much of prayer should be um, spent listening to the Lord and listening to His voice and uh, trying to discern His will in our lives. So if our, our prayer life is pretty good, we can always increase it to be better. I'll give you a couple examples of that. Um, maybe we want during uh, Lent, we want to make an effort to go to daily Mass. A lot of people will do that. Great way to start off your day. Or if you have an evening Mass, great way to conclude the day. And you know, we can maybe add the Rosary. We can add the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. I think that's a beautiful one to do. Or we could perhaps do the Stations of the Cross once a week. Most parishes will do it. Or maybe we could do them daily. You can always do the Stations of the Cross uh, by ourselves in which we meditate upon our Lord's passion, which is, I think is, is beautiful. So, And then the other thing is if, <coughs> if our prayer life isn't good and maybe it's just barely hanging on, right, then, then we can say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to increase it. I'm going to make it, make a point that every day, I'm going to pray. Um, maybe when we get out of bed in the morning, uh, we make a morning offering. Maybe when we get out of bed in the morning, we say in Our Father, we say a Hail Mary. Uh, we get out of the bed in the morning, we pray for the guidance of the Holy Spirit throughout the whole day. There's all sorts of different ways that we can pray. But as I mentioned, you know, some people will say, I'm going to go to daily Mass. That's the highest form of prayer. Because every time we pray, we um, get a foretaste of the heavenly banquet. And we are literally inserted into the Paschal mystery, which is our Lord's suffering, death, and resurrection. Uh, earlier you mentioned the Stations of the Cross. And just a quick note, um, you are offering, I believe it's Wednesdays in Lent, the Stations of the Cross specifically for a certain intention, right? Sure. We've, this is, our, I think, our fifth year doing this. We have, a beautiful, um, uh, we have a beautiful retreat center, Sacred Heart Retreat Center, which is a side note we're working right now. Um, with our Knights of Columbus to eventually do a St. Kateri Rosary Walk, which will be beautiful. And, uh, but what we do up in our chapel every Wednesday during Lent is we pray the Stations on the Cross, and we offer it particularly for survivors of sexual abuse. And that's throughout the entire world, uh, because we know that, that, that there are many people that suffer from this. The, the statistics are sad and they're staggering. So that's one of the things that we do, and we'll continue to do that. And so if, that's, if somebody's looking for a good intention, they could do it on their own, perhaps, at any time, would you Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
or if maybe if you, you do it on your own, or if you do it in your parish. Friday nights is a lot of times people will do a fish fry in stations, and you can make that one of your intentions for the Stations of the Cross. Unite your suffering to the suffering of Christ and the suffering of all those who have experienced sexual abuse. And, um, and we, can, we, can, uh, we can pray for that. And we know what our Lord does with his suffering and his cross. He brings glory out of that, and he brings healing. Excellent. Okay, so uh, moving on to the next one, uh, fasting. So what, what exactly is the significance of fasting in the season of Lent? Well, one of the things is what we're doing is we're denying ourselves. Uh, we're denying ourselves. We're fasting from something. Uh, we do have days of fast. Um, you know, on, uh, on Fridays we abstain or, or abstain from meat. We, we've, we fast from certain things. On Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, those are, those are days of fasting in which we want to have two small meals and one major meal. Now, um, a lot of that too also depends on one's age, and the church gives guidelines on that. So if I'm a, you know, an 80-year-old and maybe my, my health isn't the strongest or I'm diabetic, we want to be really careful about what fasting looks like. So we can maybe fast some other things, things which aren't, aren't food. And uh, what, what it does is it helps us, you know, first of all, it's an imitation of Christ who went into the desert to fast and to pray for 40 days. So it allows us to be more Christ-like. Uh, second of all, what it does is it, um, we deny ourselves of something. And um, by denying ourselves of something, perhaps maybe we feel the suffering and the pain of other people who might have to go without. And so in that fasting, we can, um, we can unite ourselves in solidarity with our brothers and sisters who, who might be might be suffering, might be in pain, might be poor, might be homeless, whatever, whatever the, the, the case might be. And so, and also our Lord tells us that there are certain things, certain demons that can only be driven out with much fasting and prayer. Perhaps someone in your life, you're struggling with a particular vice, perhaps you're under a demonic attack, uh, perhaps somebody you know is under demonic attack. And our Lord, His words, uh, only certain demons can be driven out with much prayer and fasting, so we can offer for that a particular intention. So does that mean that you would also recommend fasting, uh, sometimes as a good practice, something that's tempting us? Like, for example, last, last Lent, I think I, gave, I did a social media fast, and I mean, ever since then, the amount of personal like comparison to people on let's say Facebook or something I, I don't I've given up Facebook almost entirely and it's been amazing as far as personal productivity sure. so would you think that there are, if somebody has noticed something about themselves uh, that they should they want to improve are there other forms of fasting we can try well just even speaking about that one of the things I see with people on Facebook or on Twitter they'll announce at the beginning of, of Lent they'll say I'm fasting from this so a lot of times people won't think that they've uh, you know, they've just, you know, skipped out on it completely entirely, but they're making a witness to their own faith. Yeah, I think that's something that's very good to do. I'll tell you the two things that I do. I do other things, but these are two things that I like to do. Uh, one was, um, uh, the example was given to me by somebody here, a very devout Catholic here in, in Gallup. And uh, what I do is I'm a bit of a sports talk junkie, and uh, we're moving into, you know, baseball season's kicking up, and the Arizona Diamondbacks, so I'm a big fan. They had a great season last year, so I'm pretty excited about that. And my Arizona Cardinals are trying to figure out who's going to be their quarterback. And we got the NFL Combine, the NFL Draft, all these things. March Madness. March Madness, that's the toughest of all of them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my Wildcats are doing okay. 
Arizona Wildcats, by the way, not Kentucky, Arizona Wildcats. And so um, what I do is I um, abstain or I fast from any sort of radio with the exception of Catholic radio. There are two good Catholic stations to listen to, at least on Sirius Radio or at least here in Gallup. Um, there's one in Gallup, but uh, relevant radio on the Catholic channel, and that's all I listen to. And w if I'm driving along and maybe I've heard something before, if I, it's not particularly interesting to me, because I spend a lot of time on the road, um, I just turn it off and I have, I have quiet time, um, meditative, contemplative time in which I can, you know, maybe perhaps listen to the voice of God. So that's one thing. And then the other thing, I read a great article uh, by one of my favorite writers, a gentleman I, I know, um, Joseph Pierce. And he was, he was writing a great article in the f beginning of it. He talked about all the benefits of not having a TV and not watching TV. And again, all these other things I just mentioned, you can get all that information on TV. So he inspired me um, to, I'm gonna abstain from TV. Um, I'm going to stay in front of TV and I'm, going to, and I'm going to really try to make sure that on Sundays that I just don't park myself in front of the TV. <laughs> I think that's something I'm going to carry through through Sunday uh, because what it does is it creates a void. And I think what in that void, what it can create is more time for prayer, more time for reading. As we were talking before our podcast, I'm uh, trying to get through The Lord of the Rings. I've never I've read The Hobbit, but I've never read the trilogy. And so that's what I'm trying to get through. And... and um, you know, it's a great work by Tolkien, so hopefully I'll, I'll, be able to, uh, I'll be able to do something for that. But, you know, fasting, fasting is, is, uh, is really uh, good for us. And so I think sometimes, you know, when we, we do things like this, we're, we can get a little impatient uh, because we don't see results fast enough. Maybe um, we're trying to move from a vice to a virtue. Um, a beautiful quote by, by St. Francis of the Sales, which is one of my favorite saints, he said, have patience with all things, but first of all with yourself. That doesn't mean we throw our hands up, but uh, be patient. Be patient with yourself. I think that's something something good to do. Yeah. And the TV one is a good one. I think one year I gave up Netflix for mine, which was really hard. And, uh, it, you know, it was, it was definitely tough at first, but I can attest that at the end you, it feels worth it because you almost, you can enjoy things more, and it removes that excuse or that vice from your life. So. That's difficult, too, when... Uh, Marvel is releasing one of their Netflix series. I, with you and I are, are big fans. I think we're going to do a future yeah. future show on that. Just specifically the one we did one on in Marvel in general, but specifically Netflix. Yeah. So I think Jessica Jones is coming up next, and they had uh, yeah. There's a lot. There's always a lot coming out. So that's that's a tough one, but it's good. All right. Uh, and so the the final one is um, almsgiving, and we we already did a podcast on this kind of. Uh, back in the Christmas season. We did. Um, but more specifically, again, why is this something that is focused on in Lent? Again, what it does is it moves us beyond ourselves. And think about we're, we still experience a lot of the me generation. Um, what is sin in itself? Sin is turning in on oneself. And so we still experience a lot of that. But what it does is it moves you toward acts of charity. And, um, you know, we, we really have to, if we, if we profess... Jesus is Lord, if we profess to be his disciples, then we want to imitate his life. And we know that our Lord was always moving towards acts of charity. And Thomas says that love is willing the good of the other. And so what it does is it, it you know, we, in a very concrete way, we're able to put action, uh, I mean, uh, charity into action. And so maybe if there's a particular charity 
that we have in our parish, St. Vincent de Paul Society, Catholic Charities, uh, whatever the case might be, maybe we want to, um, to, uh, to contribute to that. One of the things we do every year is the Catholic Relief Services does the famous rice bowls, and so that's another thing. You know, maybe if we're going to give up coffee, if we're going to give up, you know, the trip to Sparta, Starbucks, um, whatever, you know, whatever that might be, maybe each day we can uh, take the three or four or five bucks in some places and, um, and just drop it in our, our, uh, our rice bowl or give it to a St. Vincent of Paul Society or give it to Catholic Charities. You know, maybe we save up the money and at the end of the season we turn that over. It helps us to be more Christ-like. I think that's... That's the key to it all. Yeah, and I know every year um, I try to run an, an article. There's all these amazing apps too. If you if you're a smartphone user, I know not everybody is, but for those who enjoy that, there are these amazing apps, especially for a uh, time during Lent. There's a rice bowl app. There's recipes, and we can link to those in our show notes too. So, I mean, there's all these tools out there to. It's it's amazing the you know um, technology age is is helping us as well. Um, so okay, so we have the three three facets, and as we move. Um, would you recommend people prepare even before this is coming out? This episode will come out right before Ash Wednesday. So, is there a good frame of mind that you'd like people to get into? Oh yeah, you have to. <laughs> it's never too early to start thinking about Lent, um, but this will come out on Fat Tuesday, mm-hmm. and so um, start thinking about it today if you haven't already. Um, you know, what are the things that you're going? How are you going to increase your prayer life? What's it going to look like? You know, how are are you? What kind of alms giving you're going to do? And then, you know, that, that goal of, uh, of fasting, we want to think about those things. I was, found a beautiful quote by um, Pope Emeritus, Benedict XVI, and he said that the ultimate goal of fasting is to help each one of us to make a complete gift of self to God. Again, it's that moving beyond oneself. It's, it reminds me of that, that quote from in Scripture by St. Paul, to offer our lives as a living sacrifice of praise. And uh, so, I, you know, I just... It's one of the quotes to it um, concerning that last basic tenet. But it's never too early to start thinking about it. Because if we don't, before we know it, we're in the middle of it, and we might be a half week or two weeks or whatever. And, um, yeah, but if we do forget, it's never too late to, to start, too. Great. Um, are there any specific, we have some, some quotes we outlined here. Are there any people maybe we could look up to as examples of those who have lived virtuous lives or who would stand as good examples of how to live um, this life of, um, you know, denying of oneself and following after Christ. Sure. I think one is one of our more recent saints and and one of the ones that, that lived in most of our lifetimes, and that would be uh, Mother Teresa, St. Teresa of Calcutta. Uh, she had a great one in terms of talking about Lent. And, and the reason I think this one's so important, if anyone has ever had a chance to visit a, a house uh, that is staffed by the Missionaries of Charity, one of their chapels, you will always notice under the cross the words, I thirst, uh, and so the words of our Lord. <coughs> and so, uh, Blessed or St. Teresa of Calcutta said, As Lent is the time for greater love, listen to Jesus' thirst. He knows your weakness. He wants only your love, wants only the chance to love you. And I, I think, you know, if we, if we look at those prayer, fasting, and giving, you know, think about those also as actions in which we grow closer to Jesus, we express our love for, for Him, but even more so important, we allow Him to love us in, in a greater way. Yeah, and I think as you mentioned earlier too, I mean, um, 
Mother Teresa is, is definitely a, like a giant among saints in, in many ways, but um, we don't all have to, you know, go, go about the, find the, the lowest of the cast members in India. We can start small if, if we don't have a prayer life or if we're not used to it, we can just start in small ways in our own communities. Sure, it's like getting into the pool and you've never swam, swam before. You don't dive, you know, get on the high dive and dive into the deep end. Uh, you start at the steps, you slowly work your way into the pool. Uh, you get a little more confidence before you go into the, the deeper water. And so, yeah, you uh, be patient with yourself. I think patience is a, a very, very important virtue. Um, one of the things I, I think about with patience, too, is if we're not patient, maybe with ourselves, but even more importantly, if we're not, impa- if not patient with others, then we're not going to be charitable with others, too. And you know, let's think about St. Paul, 1 Corinthians 12, moving into 13, which is, a lot of people hear this reading when they're at, um, at weddings, right? talks about love is patient, love is kind. And um, if we don't have patience, we're a noisy gong, a clanging cymbal. And, uh, and so uh, one of the things that, that can uh, be a stumbling block uh, towards charity is lack of patience. Maybe that's something that um, I know I don't have patience sometimes, and uh, we probably all suffer with patience. And uh, maybe that's something we want to work on um, during the season of Lent, to be more patient so we can be more charitable, be more loving. Great. So as we move into the home stretch of the episode here, is there anything else um, you're thinking about that you'd like people to keep in mind as, we go into, as, as we're entering into the season of Lent? Also, one of the prayers that we hear at the Mass at the beginning of Lent is we talk about the joyful season of Lent. And sometimes we can, uh, we can approach it you know, almost like Eeyore and Winnie the Pooh, right? You're like, oh no, here we go. We got this dark cloud kind of hanging over everything. And we can walk around and show everybody how much we're, look at all the things that we are doing. But we, I mean, that, that, um, that reading that we hear on, on Ash Wednesday in the morning, it, it says to, you know, not to appear like we're fasting, not to appear that we're doing these things, but to really be joyful, uh, to put on a joy, joyful persona to others, and um, so, but take the opportunity, and that's what this season really is. It's an opportunity for us, and that's why it's joyful. That's why it's a joyful season. And it finds its culmination, ultimately, in the Easter season where we celebrate our Lord's resurrection. So, um, you know, there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel, and the light is the resurrection. But um, we need to be able to, to go through that, um, ultimately, so that, that we can experience that resurrection. Great quote by the the uh, by by Fulton Sheen, uh, one of the great evangelizers in the, in the history of the church in the United States. He said, "Unless there is a Good Friday in your life, there can be no Easter Sunday." <laughs> so um, look at this as an opportunity that our Lord is giving to us as the members of His church, the members of His body, as His disciples, in which we can really, with our lives, profess Jesus as Lord. Um, through our, our, our Lenten observance of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Excellent. Okay, well, thank you very much, Bishop Wall, for sitting down with us again. Um, as always, if you have questions, comments, concerns, send them our way. You can find all those links in the show notes, and we'll see you next week for another episode. Thanks, Bishop Wall. You're welcome. God bless. Mm-hmm.